Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So a few weeks ago on August 28th, I did an episode where it takes great pictures, but can you actually make a phone call? And I thought that was our only worries that I had when I was shopping for a new phone. At least I thought that was the case. You know, I know Apple had their uh, big announcement this week uh, where they introduced the new iPhone 13, the Apple Watch 7, all these other uh, new features that would have. But I, of course, didn't want to wait because I'm tired of, of the waiting part. It's like Tom Petty once said, the great Tom Petty, the waiting is the hardest part. So I updated my own old version 8 phone and went with the 12 Pro, which, of course, to me, it's new to me, right? It's new enough at the time. And of course, I'm cooking with gas now with the new 5G speed. And, you know, it actually was doing well with the battery much better. Phone calls were, were plausible. They were, they seemed to be working better than the previous phone. But, you know, nothing like the old phones used to work. But again, not too bad. So I actually thought that was my only worries until I saw a notice this week, which just drives me crazy. It said, do you own an iPhone? And I answered, yes, I do. Well, update it right now. Apple has released an emergency software patch after researchers uncovered the good old-fashioned security flaw that would allow hackers to secretly install spyware on your Apple devices even if you do nothing. I repeat, nothing. It used to be, don't click the link. Don't do that. Now you don't have to do anything. My goodness. The spyware apparently can then eavesdrop or steal data from your device. Now, all of Apple's operating systems, including those for iPads, Macs, and Apple Watches, are vulnerable. Of course, that wasn't part of the major announcement with Apple this week. Uh, but the University of Toronto's Citizens Lab said that the zero-click flaw allowed Pegasus spyware from Israeli hacker-for-hire firm. Yes, there is a hacker-for-hire firm, and it's called NSO Group, to infect the iPhone of a Saudi activist by sending an image file via iMessage. Now, of course, the activist asked to be remain nameless, of course, or anonymous, I should say. Of course he did. But what is up with all these hackers anyway? I truly believe they all work for all of the major companies anyway, and they just try to see how vulnerable we really are. You know, why can't they just stop hacking people? Leave us alone already. Who has time for this, this nonsense? Get a job. But maybe this is the job they chose. And of course, with this job, they go ahead and take information from people. And then they want you to buy the new Norton antivirus and all this other nonsense that you wouldn't need before if it wasn't for the hackers in the first place who probably work for those companies that are trying to sell you the stuff. That's what, that's what I believe. But, but what do I know, right? Of course, I had to make sure all our family devices were updated. Maybe we need to go back to the old brick phones with no internet or the old flip phones from Jitterbug might be a little bit better when it comes to that. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is from Long Island, New York, known as Sue Solution, CBS Traffic, a mom of triplets plus one for the second time she's appeared on the show. She was here last September the 26th of 2020. It's good friend Susan Aller. Welcome to Lens Burning Bush. And Susan, you know, all I've got to say is that um, this phone stuff is getting out of control. Like, oh, they're trying yeah, to steal everybody's data. I've got the 12 Pro or something, yeah, whatever. that's what I got. 
take such great pictures because it only has two cameras, not three cameras. No, I but got three. Know, I got the three oh, cameras. Oh, I only have two cameras. I don't know. I bought it during the pandemic. I think I got uh, screwed. Yeah, <laughs> I got the three and it came with 128 gig and all this fancy crap and the stuff. And it's like I always say, can you even make a call? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? It's like, no, you can't. You go into it's it's not any better. The phone calls are are terrible because I always talk on speaker. Yeah. Are you like, well, yeah, I think that's like an age thing. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> can you hear me? So my, my husband is so grumpy that like he's like ah oh, in the background you're talking to her again yeah. oh, you already she already knows that you don't have to tell her that <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like people can hear you oh and, tell Joe we love him we love him and I'm like no no you're not on speaker <laughs> but oh. every phone call I make is on speaker. <laughs> I get it. But these people, these hackers, are you with me on this? Because yeah. they all seem, they probably work for like the company that's actually selling the hacking software, yeah. right? Right? Yes. Yeah. I just. And, uh, cybersecurity is a big major in college campuses. But trust me, the FBI, the CIA, they're not taking anyone who goes to college. They're taking the hackers, the 16-year-old hackers who's already hacked into the system. That's who's working for the company. <laughs> well, did you ever see the movie with uh, Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio, Catch Me If You Can, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, Frank uh, Abagnale, right? Is that Frank Abagnale, I think it was? The one who yeah. is from New York and he, you know, uh, he wound up uh, with a check fraud. He was so good at it he actually worked for the fbi because you want the the you want right. it, it's like uh better call Saul. Do you, you want you want to yeah. you want to have a criminal you want to have a criminal uh, lawyer who will defend you right a lawyer who's a criminal that's what you want a lawyer who's a criminal right <laughs> they're all criminals it's terrible i tell you the terrible i um i don't understand it but uh, th these phones i'll tell you you know it's 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 a thousand dollars I know, it's you know, for the phone and, and they used to like do something where they gave you credit, used to go be able to go to my my favorite store back in the day, Radio Shack. I miss I miss Radio Shack. Wow. They used to used to buy the phone there. They gave you like 200 bucks off the right. phone, instant exactly. credit. And then you uh, you you didn't have to you know pay it out like you do now. Get an upgrade. No more upgrades. Yeah. It's, yeah, you're always and as soon as you finish paying it off. Oh, it doesn't work as well, so you need another one. The battery sucks after a while, and then you can't charge, you know, the whole thing. Now, now Apple, what they did, of course, they, they're very smart because what they do is they change cords or they wind up changing the actual block, which is what you plug into the wall, right? So that actual oh. cube, the, the mm -hmm. I don't know what, if you call it a block, a cube, I don't know what yeah. it is. All I know is it's 20 bucks for a new one. So Right. And they, so I ordered my phone through the mail. It was during the pandemic. I ordered it through the mail, came, and I could not charge it because the old one didn't work. Yeah. And it, it worked, but it was like so slow. And I needed 50% battery, you know, to upload my stuff from the old phone. I was so angry. So I had to go to the T-Mobile store just to like buy the freaking adapter. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You I know. And this is what I get. The one thing I will tell you, it does work. So, yes, I agree with you. So I bought the Cube um, when I bought the phone. And then, I, and then Susan, of course, had bought her phone about a few days before, and she didn't buy the Cube. So I had, she was like, oh, can you pick me up one, too? Like, she couldn't have got it when she got her phone. But that's right. another. No, we go separately for these things. Because they didn't tell you. They didn't tell me I needed a Cube. I know. I need a new phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it's terrible. 
But they, you know, they constantly, but the, what it will work with, I've got one of those Belkin uh, devices on the nightstand where you can lean the phone against it. It'll charge, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Wireless charger. Yeah. Wireless, there you go. There you go. You, see, this is perfect. And then I do with the watch. I could put the watch on it too. So it's got like that in the watch. And then it's got a separate USB plug. Now the USB plug is good for the other phones, not that one, but you can charge it up against the wireless doesn't need a separate thing. So I'm just using the cube for when I go on business trips or when I go, you know, I go travel, you know, right. so, so that's kind of what I'm doing. But the, again, right. to, to, they, they force you to buy new things. Nothing is included. It's like, you know, it's like going yeah. to one of those fancy restaurants and you can't even get a salad as part of the meal. We all have them. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. But anyway, I, I hope they hack in and they get whatever they want because I don't even know what the hell they're looking for. Do they, do they want the credit card info? I mean, nowadays, though, it's not even a moneymaker because they'll steal your credit card. And I know about it within seconds. Right. Somebody's right. got my number. Like, I didn't I didn't shop at Dick's Sporting Goods, you know. You know right. what I'm saying? I'll get a notification. Like, Amex will call me immediately if something yeah. like that happens. So what are they really gaining? I mean, these these people, like with the gas stations, they're, they're scanning your card and they're they're doing they're sitting out there with an actual scanner. And, and they're right. doing it. But I guess there's a living to be made on some of this stuff. But, you know, within seconds, they want your phone and they steal it. And the bad part about the new phones now, I don't know if you use this feature, but the the thing that uh, I use is the Apple Pay. You know, I've got an actual, my Apple yeah. credit card is in there. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. I don't even know. So I don't know, but you can break into that. I guess now they have face ID, which who the hell wants to look at my face? But I, I you know, this is why we do radio, right? Recognize me. I, I'm always. I always have to put in my passcode. Oh, because like, try again. Ugh. Well, because <laughs> try again. Still I've, me. <laughs> I've had this conversation with with a Cooper and a few others. It's like you. I don't know how you guys every day you got to put on the makeup on and get the whole thing. It's like a whole. It's like a Tom Papa, the comedian, once said. He's like these women. They 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 got in their purse. They got a whole sketch artist, and they're they're painting the same picture every day. Over and over and over. <laughs> it's too much. Too much. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on from Apple and all these phones and the face ID. I, w I want to talk about Jeopardy for a second. The oh. scandal that's going on at Jeopardy. So oh. this week, Jeopardy had Mike Richards actually hosting the show because right. he recorded or taped the episodes in advance. Matt Amodio's right. continues his run as far as, you know, taping yeah. this episode, right? So that's wonderful. But Mike Richard, which I didn't understand the whole thing, he picks himself to be the host. Then he's supposedly the executive producer. Even though there's a scandal, he was still the executive producer until they just said, oh, now you can't be the executive producer. Like, <laughs> why couldn't that have been an immediate? He lost right? like two jobs in like one day. He lost the host, executive producer of Jeopardy and executive producer of Wheel of Fortune. In one day, he lost it all. <laughs> I, I know. And it's funny because this is the stuff that he said 10 I think it's over 10 years ago. It's like 2010 or yeah. 13 um, stuff on a podcast. So don't say anything bad on the podcast. Um, yeah. But apparently, you know, nobody can be forgiven anymore. You have to be fired. I know. And I have issues with that. I really do have issues with that because people make mistakes and yeah. about forgiveness. You need to be forgiving. And I, I just think, you know, I, I don't really know exactly what he said or how bad it was. Um, but I do know that the general atmosphere in at Jeopardy was not good. So maybe that's why that stuff 
came out, who knows? Um, but I, I think that people need a little bit more forgiving this cancel culture. I mean, it's just, it's not possible. You can't sustain it because we've all done bad things. Oh, of course. We've all I'm... done things. We're all a Karen. We all are a Karen, and it's it's really upsetting. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't like it. I I wish I wish you could make it a teaching moment. You know, instead of just firing the person, because I don't think in the in the end when somebody gets fired, then it becomes an anger issue, right? Then you're angry. Instead right. of if he would have kept his job, maybe got suspended. You know, you can't be the host of Jeopardy, but we need to. You need to come out. You need forget this like uh, apologies of the normal, like where they really don't mean it. I, right. I want them to actually, if they did something against a certain group, then you need to, you need to fix that, right? If you said yeah. a bad word, I want you out there. You need to apologize. You yeah. Need to, yeah. You, you need, need to, to do apologize. something. Give me something. That you've grown because life is about growth. And when we dig up the dirt that's in the past, it's very hard to grow. And yeah. people yeah, I, I agree. And I think you need to learn. I mean, even I think uh, Matt Damon was getting some slack for something he said in the 70s. I mean, I, I, again, Wait, was born in, in the 70s, <laughs> I, I, I think it might have been late 70s or early 80s. I don't, Damon's got to be close to 50, isn't he? Yeah, but like in the 70s, he was like 10. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but he said words. Yeah, we all said words in the 70s. But <laughs> but I'm just saying Bill Maher brought it up on his show. Stupid idiot! Like, like, what could he have said? Well, he <laughs> Back in the seventies, he used uh, derogatory terms towards people of, uh, gotcha. you know, yeah, whatever. But I think he he was using uh, against. Um, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. But bottom line is, you can't say anything. And and thank goodness we didn't have these camera phones and all this stuff when we were growing up because oh my God. we would have been in trouble too. I mean, you can't do anything. I'd be in jail. What about you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, I had to uh, go for the global entry and, you know, they had to ask you, have you ever been arrested? Well, technically, yes, but <laughs> I got my global entry, though, so I'm OK. <laughs> I, can, I can go on the plane and go anywhere right. in the you know, I don't know what they do, but yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently uh, Jeopardy, uh, the game plan for, for replacing Alex is kind of unclear. They're going to use uh, they have some celebrity hosts uh, and they were trying. I mean, Sony is determined to convince Maya Bialik, uh, that she's not too busy for another gig. Oh, so wonderful. She's amazing. Yeah. She's just everything that she does. I, I, I think she'd be great at it. She would be. And I think, you know, they had, um, people were out last week saying how Buzzy, uh, was doing a great job and you know, <laughs> the, he, he did well. I just think, you know, LeVar Burton, there's a bunch of others that they could do it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a good game on Sunday. Maybe he can come back and, and do it <laughs> after he retires from football. Yeah. He will, he will do it. But, uh, and they also had a couple of like bad ones. I hated the news people because yeah. every time the news people did it. It was like, wait, they're reading it. Like they read the news. It wasn't like, there's a certain awe of how you read it. Like how Alex Trebek read the questions. And when, you know, Samantha Guthrie did it, it was just like, oh my God, this is like news. Like any news person who did it. I was just like, it's news. It's a question. It's not news. <laughs> the only one that I liked in the news end of it, I like Bill Whitaker. He was kind of like really just a nice, easy delivery. Uh, and I like Katie Couric. I, I don't particularly care for her normally, but I did like her. She was very personable. The interviews were wonderful with her. She was yeah, like, she was actually interested. She seemed, yeah. or at least she faked it well. 
she faked it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she faked it. She faked it well. We'll see who's gonna gonna come up. Uh, you know, following Richard's five days of episodes next week, you'll see um, Maya Bialik. I think is gonna come in for the week or something, and then they're gonna try to see about some celebrity um, host. But uh, we'll keep uh, keep looking at it. But I I've got some sad news today, though. Uh, I I don't know if you saw Norm Macdonald passed away today, and yeah. uh, just. McDonald's story. Yeah, let's go. Come on. <laughs> All right. So it was back in like 1992, 93. I was working in Los Angeles. I was working for a comedy for a production company, and it was at this TV show called The A List. The A List on Comedy Central, and um, Norm was one of the guest hosts, and I was low man on the totem pole. I was a production assistant, and he wanted to kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to kiss you? Who wouldn't want to kiss me? So I was with him for a whole week, you know, and I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm the one doing all the dirty jobs. I'm like the lowest paid person on the set, and I was just, I was in my young twenties. I was just starting out, and um, he came on. He was like, "Oh, you're really cute. Can I kiss you?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> and then throughout the week, he, we would run into each other and be like, "Hey, how about now? Can I kiss you now?" And I'd be like no, you can't kiss me now. And then I was in the, um, it wasn't the green room, but it was like a, you know, a room that you went to eat lunch or whatever. And the news was on and I was watching the news and he came up to me and I don't know if this was before or after he was on Saturday night live as the news anchor, but it was definitely, um, uh, I definitely didn't know, you know, who he was like at the time. And he said to me, he's like, you know, you like news? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I'm a news anchor. And I'm like, I'm still not kissing you. And I walked away from him. (laughs) And then by the end of the week, after we like did the show, we wrapped it up. He was getting in a car and he was just like, last chance. Do you want to kiss me? And I was like, no. (laughs) Unfortunately, now you lost your chance. I lost my chance. Oh, may he rest in peace. And he didn't get to kiss you. That, that probably irritated him. Or at least he was uh, thinking of, of this all throughout his uh, remaining years. Yes, I'm sure he was. He that was he, always thinking about the girl that got away. The girl that got away. And that was part of the Turd Ferguson uh, reference on Saturday Night Live with Jeopardy. Uh, he was Burt Reynolds as Turd Ferguson. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see that on YouTube, but it's it's hilarious. Norm, very funny. Um, and uh, unfortunately dies at the age of 61. So thoughts and prayers to his family. May his memory be for a blessing, right? Yeah. That's, yeah uh, so very. anyway, we move on a little bit. We're moving on from Norm McDonald to Friends. And, oh, and we right. want to talk a little bit about Friends. Now, did you see the, the episode on HBO? Did you see the reunion? Yeah. Oh, that was great. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, I was. I thought it was excellent, too. But so rumors have started either since then or before. But Jennifer Aniston is laughing off dating rumors between herself and David Schwimmer that popped up shortly after the sitcom reunion on HBO Max back in May. Um, She said, I could not believe that actually, like, really, that was my brother, Aniston told, uh, you know, Rachel Smith of E.T., you know, Entertainment Tonight. Uh, 54-year-old Schwimmer during the joint interview with her and morning co-host uh, Reese Witherspoon. But uh, reps from Aniston and Schwimmer have previously denied the dating rumors. I think they did date for a little bit on the show. I, I'm almost positive, like, you know. That they did. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but, yeah, they might have. But yeah. she's definitely denying it. She's like, no way. So 
Well, it, it, this is what I don't understand. It said at some point we were both crushing on each other hard, Schwimmer said. Well, what is that? You're crushing on each other, but you're not acting on it? Is that what it is? What well, a, that's like men and women, can they be friends? Yeah. Like, it can't be friends. Well, a man can't be friends with a woman, but a female can be friends with a man. So he was probably friends with her, and she was like, eh, you know, whatever, you're my brother. And he was like let's get it on <laughs> well of course uh, you know i would say like you're not you're a brother not my brother but you're not my sister right that would be but no i, I think you're right i mean the men and the women friends thing it comes from harry met sally which uh, if you've ever seen the movie uh if you haven't you need to watch it there was a scene where men and women can't be friends because of uh, the the sex gets in the way right, right. The, the, eventually there's going to be that and, and it's like if you're together or not and it's it doesn't matter, I guess, is what it comes down to. But you need to control yourself. That's what it comes down to. You can oh, be friends. <laughs> a lot of my friends are yes, women, so <laughs> a lot of my friends are women. So I guess we can't be. Yes. So Susan, sorry, we can't be friends. Come, you coming to <laughs> Vegas with me? No, I'm just anyway. <laughs> I knew it. Speaking of friends, another friends reference: Ed Sheeran, right? Who is a oh, famous? Yeah. yeah, I mean he's ter terrific. Uh, he with Courtney Cox this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they've been good friends, um, and now the pair may actually have collaborated on music together. Ooh. Although Sharon doesn't seem totally sure where things stand on that front, but uh, he seems fairly confident that Cox does provide background vocals on his upcoming album. So wow. during an interview on the red carpet, um, Smith uh, noted that Sharon's friendship with Cox and wondered if the pair would ever make music together among other things. Sharon responded, yeah, easily. She sings. I'm pretty sure she sings in the background of the vocals. I didn't realize she sung. I thought she was just dancing in the dark in the, in the video. Oh, good. dancing in the dark. <laughs> You've been planning that all day. No, I actually just thought of it. I, I wish I could take a lot of credit for thinking of it earlier, but I just <laughs> thought of it now. But uh, if anybody doesn't know that, that's a reference from 1984, Bruce Springsteen in the Dancing in the Dark interview, uh, video. Back video. when MTV actually played video, they actually had <laughs> Courtney Cox. That was her big break. Yeah, they, he brought her up on stage and she like danced with him. It was a little Elaine like. It was yeah. not as bad as Elaine, but it wasn't like that great of a dance. But she was dancing, and yeah, so I'm gonna get canceled for that. Sweet fancy <laughs> Moses. <laughs> That's what it is. And speaking of, we go from there to from the Seinfeld reference to Larry David. Look at Larry that. It's just a, it's just flowing today. The the show. Oh. Is, <laughs> we're fluid yeah fluid exactly La larry david apparently uh really knows how to curb his enthusiasm uh -oh. for fashion and Ooh. he was um so the 74 year old showed no enthusiasm for the soundtrack being blasted at the Staud s-t-a-u-d spring 2022 new york fashion week show this past weekend so making a move that only larry david can do apparently he put his ears he put his fingers in his ears because he couldn't stand it anymore. So <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he said, he said Dave, David sat in the front row, laid low in his seat, plugged his ears with his fingers, and luckily his legs were straight and he did not trip uh, any of the models as David's <laughs> character did as he stretched courtside at the Laker game back in 2002 with Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> but this is the stuff that's like, this is Larry David. Like The show Curb Your Enthusiasm is I'm not so that far off of what he really is. It really isn't, especially those early episodes, the sponge cake episode. That's my favorite. 
I love the episode where the chef, when they're opening up the restaurant, oh. has Tourette syndrome. <laughs> there is not it's a funnier restaurant. It's an open like the kitchen is open to the public. <laughs> that was good, and and the fat. I like the um, the Hasidic Jewish episode as well. Oh. But, but. I like the muffin top one where he has a, a new secretary and, and um, she apparently lost a little bit of weight, but not enough weight. So she's wearing a midriff and her stomach is hanging out. And then somehow they're on the top of the roof and he he falls off the roof and he needs something to grab on. And he grabs onto the, the mid the muffin. The muffin top. <laughs> it is. It is. There is so much good from that that show is so funny. It, I like to call that an R-rated version of Seinfeld. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, but, <laughs> Seinfeld, but, Seinfeld with curses. <laughs> yeah. It, but, you know, you look back and you watch Seinfeld now, it's still brilliant. Like, it's just... Oh, it's excellent. Yeah. It still is great, but... Big Cur- salad. <laughs> What's that? I missed that. Big salad. Yeah. You gotta, gotta have the big salad. <laughs> oh, it's just amazing. But uh, you need to watch Kirby Enthusiast. I believe it's coming back again. Um, okay. for another season. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be there. Um, yeah. now movie going, um, I don't know if you've been to, have you been to the movies with this whole pandemic? No. <laughs> now, most people I... haven't. There's been like premieres <laughs> on, you know, uh, all of these streaming services have premieres now. Right. Right. So they might be heading back to normal, um, after a year and a half, uh, according to Disney, because they're the, you know, the leader, I guess. They said all of its remaining films slated for release this year will open exclusively in the cinema. So during the panic the pandemic, they used a lot of the uh, streaming services to get their stuff on. Of course, Disney used right. their own. And I know Wonder Woman was on HBO Max and some of the others uh, have debuted. I know the Sopranos movie is going to be on HBO Max. I don't know if you're going to watch that. That's October the uh, 1st, I believe. The, um, there's also the prequel to The Sopranos. Is that different than the movie? or, or No, that's the one I was talking about. The, uh, oh, the, okay. the, the yeah, Newark. That's really good. That's October the 1st, I believe, it's coming out. But, uh, you know, that's that's all good stuff. And, of course, with uh, the next month coming along, with October, is all the horror, like Halloween. And Jamie oh. Lee Curtis is, is going to be in a new Halloween movie coming up. But apparently a company is asking a brave cinephile to watch 13... Let's see if you can do this, Susan. 13 of the scariest movies ever made this Halloween in order to determine if a film's budget impacts its fear factor. Now, Finance Buzz, a financial independent website, is searching for someone to be to be a horror movie heart rate analysis. The gig is going to pay $1,300. It requires the analyst to wear a Fitbit to monitor their heart rate while watching 13 horror movies from blockbusters to indie projects. Ooh. So would you do it? Thirteen hundred seems a little bit low. Yeah, I, if it's thirteen hundred a movie, I would do it. But thirteen hundred for thirteen movies, so yeah. hundred a movie. Yeah, that ain't enough. Bad, hundred dollars a movie. I'll, I'm gonna let my kids know about that. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be better for them. Now, one movie that I would not watch ever again. I don't care if it's on. I don't care. I will never watch it again. I've been traumatized as a child watching this. The Exorcist from 1973. It was on like HBO one time. I think I was about 12. I watched it with friends. We, we turned the lights off. And this movie is to me, and, it, and again, it, it has to do with devil worshiping. A devil, you know, the, the whole thing, devil um, 
what do they yeah. call it? See, uh, I can't even think of it. But Linda Blair was uh, was in it, uh, and uh, The Exorcist, and I can't watch that again. Never. So I'm not a fan of horror movies, but my children love to watch them. So we watched uh, The Sixth Sense, which really wasn't a horror movie, but it haunted me for years. And I'm actually glad that I watched it a second time because when you watch it a second time, it doesn't have that same effect. You know, it's not like you're not so afraid of it. And the other one was Poltergeist. I remember being so afraid of Poltergeist and it was almost like laughable. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's certain things that don't stand the test of time, right? Certain movies right. that you're like, oh, I was scared at this movie. What's the? But again, you're right. <laughs> Seeing it the first time, like The Exorcist the first time. When you see her with the pea soup and the turning her head around, and the, right. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's a scary movie. So anybody who hasn't seen The Exorcist, I would not recommend it. But if you go right. watch it uh, to do it, but The Exorcist is, is definitely the yeah. scariest movie that that I've ever seen. But I don't know, thirteen hundred is not enough for me to wear a Fitbit and be bothered. You know, I might yeah. write them a check to get them to go away. <laughs> get away from me! Get away from me! You bother me, kid. So. <laughs> I've been talking to Susan about this a little bit, and I wanted to get your take on this before we go. So Todd Rundgren is apparently being elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Right. So what is the obsession with people with Todd Rundgren? I'm not saying he's bad. I just don't know why people think he's that great. Um, Who is it? Todd Rundgren. <laughs> so, no, apparently so, – so interestingly enough, he's going to be um, – He's, you know, going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's being elected. And I think they're going to have it on the same. He's performing a show in Cincinnati the same evening of the show uh, on October 30th is when they're they're doing it. So Cleveland uh, to Cincinnati is about four hours. So uh, I guess he can't make it. He's been offered, you know, something live from the venue. But apparently he's not going to be um, going to the show, to the, to the induction. Now, a guy like Todd Rundgren, I would give up the show in Cincinnati to be in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame. Am I missing something? Yeah, here? yeah, I mean, no, yeah. Well, maybe maybe they'll fly him over. Maybe they'll helicopter him over or something. I don't know, but who does he think he is? Like, I mean, you know, it's not Bruce. It's not. It's Todd Rundgren. Right. Right? <laughs> I mean, again, I have nothing against you know. I like to bang on the drums all day. Uh, you know, Z100 used to play that. Every five o'clock whistle, I don't want to work. I want to bang on the drums all day, right? That was Todd Rundgren. And yes. then Hello, It's Me, right? Well, those are important songs. But, they, they're important uh, songs, but is he yeah. a Hall of Famer? I mean, I think we've, we're reaching now. Yeah. And and some people should be in the Hall of Fame that are not in the Hall of Fame. And that really, like, irks me. Pat Benatar. Why is she not in the Hall of Fame? I don't fame? get it. I think it's because she doesn't play an instrument. Because they did Joan Jett got in with her band and Joan Jett yeah. is in because of that. And she played the guitar, but Pat Benatar had probably 17 number one hits off the top of my head. I can't oh, think of every God. one of them, but Amazing. how is she not in the rock and roll hall of fame? She's one of the best female performers ever. <laughs> She's running with the shadows of the night. Oh, look at you. Hell is for children. And you're just, <laughs> Oh, this is why we are so good together. We should host the show. Normally, we should host the show. Yes. It's just crazy. But uh, so what's going on? You're still doing traffic. I got. I, we kind of just glossed over anything that you do. Yeah. You're back yeah. on for a second time. Still doing Sue Solution traffic. Let us know how we can consume your wonderful traffic reports. Yes. Well, you can listen to CBS FM. You can, well, Hello, you can love, 101, weather in a word. No. 
<laughs> Every morning, I'm on. <laughs> yep, still working from home. Hopefully, we'll be back in the studio soon. So that should be fun. We're slowly getting there. But hopefully soon we'll be back in. We'll be all back together again. But uh, they keep changing it. It was supposed to be after Labor Day. And now it's the end of September. And I'm just, you know, I'm just waiting because, you know, now the Delta variant. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and I need a new car before I go into the city. So I'm just like, I'm waiting for the last possible second. <laughs> well, you might have to wait because I don't know if you listened to episodes that I did with my car. We had to wait for months to get Susan's car. Yeah. It was, uh, it, you got to find out. They don't have the chip. They don't have a chip. They get, you know. Yeah, I was lucky because I bought my daughter a car. Well, I, I leased a uh, car for my daughter and we had to take the the upgrade. You know, the one in the showroom. They're like, this one's available. And I'm like, well, we'll take it. <laughs> I did that, you know, a couple of things. Like my motorcycle, I did the same thing. I'm like, you, you, you can't wait for anything anymore. The Everything is on back order. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. But I just have a feeling that this whole Delta thing is going to you know gonna push the plans back just a little bit more and we're actually not going to go in for another while so <laughs> i think i'll uh i think i'll wait till as long as i can and hopefully by then the chips will be back hey always got to have the chips with salsa too all right yes <laughs> <laughs> well you can Thanks. like lens burning bush i hope you do like lens burning bush on facebook at lens burning bush you can follow on uh twitter at lens burning bush as well so do that youtube channel i've got a len harvey youtube channel where you get all the episodes from the from this year so like starting with like the january episode all the way through you can you can do it on youtube it's got the hashtag lens burning bush but uh, look for search len harvey and you can find um i think it's lenny l 1015 as the uh, subscription so subscribe to the youtube channel and do the like and the ding dong diddle whatever the heck it is i don't even yeah. know what i you know half the stuff i don't even know we're on um itunes spotify Google Play, if you're listening there, Podbean, iHeartRadio. You can ask Alexa to uh, play Lens Burning Bush, but make sure you say Lens Burning Bush Podcast, okay? Because I don't know what's going to come up if you do the other. Um, right. Yeah, say podcast. We're on Stitcher. Pandora even accepted me. So we're on yeah. that. Uh, people still keep listening. 76 episodes, uh, and, and we say it in Yiddish, Kanahara, 76 episodes. <laughs> I uh, cannot believe uh, that. Uh, but the good part is I do it every week regardless. So it's not like I get canceled. Like nobody, it's it's one of those shows where you, you I don't have to worry about getting canceled. Right. I'm canceling myself. I'm so bad. It's over. It's, it's terrible. Over. Oh, it's terrible. But Susan, you are a treasure. And uh, tell Joe I said hello. I hope he's feeling better. And uh, keep the fight. Al or strong, okay? Strong, baby. Al or strong. That's right. Well, uh, thank you, Susan Aller. I'm Len Harvey, back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.